I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, Finding Yourself in Life's Little Moments. Hi, dear listener. So I hope that this finds you well wherever you are. It's been a very cold and windy day here on the outskirts of Sydney, Australia. And it's technically the first day of winter here in the Southern Hemisphere. So that cold wind has come upon us right on schedule. And There's so much going on in the world. There's so much going on in my own country. And I think about it a lot. I think about what I can offer here. I think about from whatever gifts God has given me, I can offer something. I can make some kind of contribution to the world today. I've said before in my podcasts, you know, that this whole global lockdown has highlighted for me two things. What happens when we stop, we as humans who now occupy so much of the globe, when we stop, what happens? What happens to us? What happens to the earth, to the living things in our midst? What happens to the air? the oceans, to everything. And there have been so many examples of life kind of coming to, you know, emerging. While we've been more restricted, the natural things nature has found a way to, and in this pause, has begun to make itself known again in ways that have not been the case for a long time. You know, so I take enormous heart in that. I've loved seeing the horizon clear, crystal, blue, no haze, no pollution, nothing floating above it that's human-made. It's given me a feeling of great happiness and peace and joy. So, I've spoken about those kinds of things in my recent podcasts because 
I've never been in a situation, as most of us have never been in a situation where we've been confined as we are. And then to witness what would happen when the movement of humans around the world comes to a stop. It's quite incredible, really. So there's that. Although things are starting to move here, I have to say that this whole sense of collective pause has changed me. It's changed me. And now, in the United States, a lot is arising to the surface. A lot that's been there for a long, long, long time. So it's manifesting as what sometimes people term civil unrest, protests and expressions of solidarity, expressions of defiance, expressions of anger, expressions of frustration and a sense of that it's enough, the sense of a kind of profound exasperation in a very, very big way because of what's gone on for so long, dear listener, what's been going on for so long. And in all of this, I don't know why, I don't know why the song keeps coming to me. It's a very old song. It's one that I'll often play when I go and play for people who are at the ends of their lives people who are in places where they no longer have the freedoms that most of us take for granted. Like all of us, they are, in a certain sense, locked down. But I go and play and I bring my music there. And almost without fail, the song will come to me to play when I give a performance for people who are in their last years, their oldest years, many of whom can't remember easily things. And yet when I play songs that are familiar to them from their youth, they'll always remember the words that comes back to them. They'll always be able to sing and the song that keeps coming to me, and again, you know, I don't know why exactly, but I've gotten to the point where I don't doubt myself if something comes to me. I feel if I just think more and contemplate it, there'll be some reason why. Something underneath, something further down than might be apparent 
on the surface or at first glance. And that song is the Scottish ballad, famous, beloved song, Loch Lomond. And it is really about love and heartache. And I think to myself, dear listener, that if it's anything that I can offer, it would have to do with what makes us one. What makes us one? It's something we so easily lose touch with. It's very almost ephemeral, kind of intangible, and so easily lost touch with. And yet it will come back in a flash when it happens. And music, I believe, is possibly the most effective, powerful, poignant, immediate expression of human feeling that we have. They say that music is a universal language, right? But I think that's, I think that's true. In my experience, in my observation, I see that. So in a world where, paradoxically, it's sort of in a contradictory way, people are experiencing, on the one hand, say over the last couple of months relative to this pandemic, so we're talking about March and April and May 2020, experiencing so many of the same things because for so many people, billions of people, our lives have been contained or at home. So that has created a context within which so many people are experiencing such similar sorts of day-to-day rhythms and day-to-day activities and emotions. So on the one hand, there's that, and now there's the arising up of enormous dissent, enormous conflict. There's a lot to be said about that. And I'm here in Australia. I look at things often from a bit of a distance, but then I also look inside of me and I ask, what is it that I can offer from my own sense of things, from my own deepest conviction? What is it? And it would have to be that which makes us one. I would go to the heart of what makes us one. So for some reason, this beautiful, timeless Scottish ballad came to me, 
Lock Lomond. And if you know it, you know that it is really, like I said, about love, lost, and heartache of never seeing one's beloved again. Oh, you take the high road and I'll take the low road and I'll be in Scotland before ye for me and my true love will never meet again on the bonny, bonny banks of Loch Lomond. Me and my true love will never meet again. It had to do with war and how that would separate people from each other. And how incredible it is to think about it, dear listener. You know, we can all, I think, in one way or another relate to that feeling of longing. For me and my true love will never meet again. It's the separation that happens with death, with many things, but especially with death. So, what's happening now in the United States has been just sparked by the death of a person, an African-American man. And as I think of that, think in the most human terms that those who loved him will never see him again that he will not be there he and his true loves will never meet again on the bonny bonny banks of Loch Lomond he and his true loves All of those who knew and loved him will never meet again. And what all of those true loves, those people would feel. If I think about that, what comes to me really is that any of us can relate. When we go to the very essence of what it is to be human. The thing is that we really are all alike, connected. Any of us could imagine, like that song says, you know, what it means to never meet again, what it means for someone to be gone, what it means for someone to be gone. And that's what I think of, you know, that is what I think of. 
That's what I think of, what it means for someone to be gone. And how throughout all of human history, the brutality, the violence, everything that's occurred that has caused such suffering has been the antithetical mode of being to that place where we're really one, where any of us knows what it's like to not see someone again. You know, today I have to say that I had this beautiful, beautiful chance to see on FaceTime the woman who raised me and whose love for me buoyed me from the time I was eight years old. I wrote a whole memoir about her. And she's now in New York. She's in New York and she's quite old. But I got to see her. And she was so I don't know what the word is. Connected to me even though I wasn't there. It was just my face on a little screen. But she moved herself, her face towards mine to kiss my face. She moved her hand down my cheek as if I was there. as if I was there. She stroked my face and blew me kisses. And all of that made it only more poignant for me that we were apart and how much I loved her how much I will always love her. It was so powerful. And I think to myself, I may never see her again in person. And yet, her love came towards me in that way. And she's quite old, you see, dear listener, so I cannot help but admit that I'm aware of life's fragility, of the tenuousness of our connections with each other. And what happens? when we can't be with each other, 
when someone is taken, as is the case with a man named George Floyd, he was taken. He was taken from those who loved him. And they will never see him again. And maybe that's why that song came to me. I really don't know, but I can tell you that the power of it is really kind of beyond words. Whenever I play it or hear it in my mind, it takes me to some place in my heart that's often not conscious to me and something quite uncanny happened as I was thinking about all this late this afternoon living here near the ocean on the outskirts of Sydney, Australia I was thinking what would I say what would I share what could I put out there that would in some way be a comfort and a balm. And the deepest truth that I know so I went walking along the ocean up to an overlook, a headland, a promontory where I've often made my podcasts in the past looking out over the vast Pacific. It was late afternoon, so the sun was setting, because it's winter here now, and the days are shorter. The sun was behind me, and the ocean was in front of me. And as I approached that lookout, that overlook, I heard, I heard, dear listener, the sound of bagpipes a person playing. And if you've ever heard bagpipes, you may have experienced, as I do, that it is perhaps the most plaintive, heart-rending, emotional, emotive instrument there is. They play bagpipes at the most solemn occasions. And there's something about the sound that carries across the expanse of space in a way that nothing else quite does. And it was hard to even believe as I was walking up towards that headland, that overlook, where I would go and cast my gaze over the ocean, the vast Pacific, knowing that there was no other land before me, 8,000 miles the next landmass, and that's the United States. So I heard somebody was playing a bagpipe. 
And as I entered that little sort of nook, that little place, there's a single bench there, and the overlook and the rocks cascade down to the water's edge. It's a steep drop. So you're looking out, and the waves are moving back and forth below, way below. So it's a quite extraordinary vista. And there was a woman, young woman, playing bagpipes. And she was playing melodies like Loch Lomond, ancient melodies. And the sound is something so moving because there's this drone, this deep drone of sound, the bagpipes, and then the melody, and these small little trills and movements of melody. And her playing there, in that spot where I would often sit, really, to contemplate, to connect with God, to connect with the vastness of the earth and of the universe and of the water before me, to hear her playing out into that space was, it encompassed me because what happened was that that sound, the nature of that sound met and moved into the air itself into and before and out over the ocean in a way that I don't think I've ever quite experienced before. It was like her playing the sound she was creating with those bagpipes and the expanse of space were one. They became one. One Rippling vibration, full of the waves and sense of ocean before me and under, and the horizon way out at a distance. And I just thought, how incredible to come upon this at the end of this day How incredible. So, that really, dear listener, is what I wanted to share with you. For some reason, amidst everything, that beautiful melody has just been wafting through my mind and my heart. all day and I'll play it now for you because you see it really is about 
something that any of us, all of us, no matter who it is, can understand. You take the high road and I'll take the low road. And I'll be in Scotland before For me and my true love will never meet again on the bonny, bonny banks of Loch Lomond.